Actors, we've all got issues, so let's talk about them. I'm your host, Juaniala, and this is Actors with Issues. Hello, ladies, gents, and non-binary friends. Welcome to another episode of Actors with Issues, where we talk shop with guests from TV, film, and Broadway, exploring their careers, breaking down industry myths, and what it means to be an actor today. I'm your host, Juan Ayala, and today we are joined by a jack-of-all-trades. He's an actor, musician, and singer-songwriter. Please welcome Dylan Flashner. Dylan, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. So you're originally from Boston, uh, East Coast. I'm, I'm from Connecticut, so not too far. Uh, so what okay. was life like growing up in Boston? And, and um, did you sort of have a, um, a growing interest in acting and the arts at that age? Or did that come a bit later for you? You know, it's funny. I uh, So growing up in Boston, you know, East Coast kind of vibe. Um, you know, I grew up in a small town, so we all knew each other and everybody kind of knew everyone's business. So that was always interesting. Um but yeah, I wanted to be a, a young sportscaster since I was a young you know, kid. Um, I watched Sports Center and I'd be like, I want to be that guy. Um, so I I actually auditioned for um, a young sportscaster. ESPN was doing some young sportscaster role. Um, and I was too afraid to get in front of the camera at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of my first experience, you know, auditioning and doing that kind of thing. So I, I think I've wanted to do this for a long time, but I just wasn't exactly sure in what capacity. You know? And what was that turning point for you where you, um, felt that a career in the arts was something achievable? Cause I feel like for so long, lots of young artists, especially it feels like a hobby, something to just do for fun. And it either takes an encouraging encouragement from someone to say like, you could do this like on a as a career, like you're good. So what was that moment for you? You know, I, I I have the best people around me. I know I'm sure everybody says that, but, um, I I really do. They uh, are some of the most supportive people that I could ever have. So, um, I was probably about 21 when I I felt I was confident enough to do this. Um, I, I think the age that you get into the industry is very interesting. It's very telling of what's going to happen, you know, later in life for you. And, um, how you kind of take it. So um, for me, I, I think it was an advantage for me to come in a little bit later than most people do. Um, you know, I was a little bit more mature. I was a little bit more set in my ways. Um, and I, I didn't have that confidence until after school. And um, you had originally gone to um, Chapman uh, University in yeah. California. So what was that experience like for you? Oh, it's uh, it's another like small town feel. Uh, it's, it was a small school. Uh, I like to say that all the kids that got rejected from USC ended up going to Chapman. Um, (laughs) but, uh, you know, that was just my, my personal, uh, you know, I tried to get in twice and I didn't get in, but, um, you know, I went to Chapman for business. I didn't even go for acting or for anything like that. So, um, a lot of, uh, sitting in the back of the class, wondering what I'm kind of doing here uh, kind of scenarios. Um, I I really wanted to be in the arts. I really wanted to do something different than what my fellow students were doing. And, um, I was just kind of in the back of the class wondering how I could get out of here and how I could, you know, get into the movies, honestly. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, that was, that was kind of my experience at Chapman. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, but there was a lot of, you know, goofing off. Let's, let's put it that way. 
<laughs> and was there any um, sort of like theater classes you took to fill in those art electives to like keep your interest going or did you like really avoid it altogether? I, I avoided it altogether. I, I wasn't sure if that's what I exactly wanted to do. Um, but uh, I had a lot of friends in the theater, you know, department and um, in the theater program. So I got plenty of uh plenty of acting with them, you know, just doing their short films and doing those kind of things. So um, I would, I would dabble a little bit here and there, but I wasn't so full fledged into it yet. I feel like lots of, you know, um, acting coaches and all those types of folks often tell young actors to treat their acting career like a business. So I'm curious with your studying business, did you take anything you learned in that and sort of apply it to your acting career in terms of like investing, I, I, being the yeah. CEO of your acting company? Like what, what, what was that like? You know, it's funny. I, I don't know what that saying really even means um, in a <laughs> way. It, it's uh, it's, it's almost, uh, it's almost ironic. Um, but I, I started a, a production company when I first got in as an actor. Um, I saw a lot of things going on that actors weren't involved in, and I wanted to see if I could get my hand in there. Um, so one of my first acting job came about, um, they needed some help production wise. So, um, I got in on production and I, I built a company based off of that since then and we've produced um about 30 or 40 films in the last six years wow. um so that's been really cool um so yeah so I, I i guess i did treat it like a business but i didn't know what that really meant at the time and with your with your production company what have been some like insightful things that you've maybe been able to take away from that and apply that to your acting uh in terms of like your approach or sort of demystifying or de-glamorizing um stuff has that have you had those sort of revelations um you know i i think uh the one thing i would recommend is not a lot of you know don't get a group of artists doing business i think that's kind of uh <laughs> no, it's kind of a uh a train track to uh nowhere um but it's uh yeah do i apply what i learned in production of course i i get to see different cuts i get to see mm. um the editing process, which I think is a huge advantage. Um, if any actor gets a chance to be a part of the editing process, I recommend it. Um, and yeah, I, I think getting a chance to see the other side of what's going on, you really get an appreciation for what we do. Um, so I, I think that's kind of what I took away from being on production. And in hindsight, is there anything that you know now that you wish you knew before or at the early stages of your career? I'm sure it's a laundry list. <laughs> There's always so oh, many things. Uh, how long do we have? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, the one thing I think I wish I would have known um, is there's a lot of downtime. Mm. Um, there's a lot of time where uh, you're not going to be working and there's going to be times where you're going to kind of question why you're doing this and, and why you're really getting involved in acting. Um, and you, you really got to soul search. You got to really find that that desire, that want, that drive to actually do what we do. So, um, yeah, I, I think I would tell myself, you know, relax and, and don't, you know, sweat the downtime too, too much, but um, have faith in the fact that, you know, the next job's going to come. 
And this segment of the show is called, uh, we switch it up for every guest. This is called Dear Dylan, sort of like a Dear Abby advice column. Uh, so sure. we have some of our uh, listeners, YouTube subscribers, um, all those folks um, submit questions. So uh, are there any specific skills or qualities you believe are crucial for success? Yeah, I do, actually. Um, I, I think there's got to be just a little bit of self-motivation. Um, something that, you know, I think that people don't necessarily think of as a skill, but um, the ability to actually get yourself to do it and to show up, I think is a huge, huge skill to have um, that a lot of people lack. I think at times I lack this too. Um, you know, you 80% of it's showing up. The other 20% is actually doing the work. So um, I think just showing up and, and being self-motivated to the point that you won't stop until you're successful at what you do. Mm -hmm. um, I think those are the two skills that kind of jump out at me. That reminds me a lot of things I heard from, from you know, directors or coaches um, over the years saying that, you know, auditioning is what is uh, the job. When you finally book something, and get to act, that's where you get to have fun. So it's sort of just being right, like, right. auditioning is my job. That's like an actor's job. Um, we have to be professional auditioners. <laughs> and then once you get on set is it, when you have all the time to play, you know. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And then I think auditioning does feel like a job at certain, certain times. You know, you're, you're kind of throwing darts at a dartboard and you're hoping one of them hits and um, I was thinking about it while I was taking a shower. I was actually thinking about the auditioning process a little bit and how it's just, you know, you you do you do it so often, but you get so little feedback and you just yeah. wonder like, what are you doing here? You know, what what are we doing here? But um, that's part of the job. It's part of the gig. So um, you just got to keep going for it. Um, so perfect segue. Our next question: Do you have any advice for actors who are new to the audition process in this? new world of self tapes. Oh, man. Um, well, good for you, because I think the self tape thing is an advantage. Um, I think it's uh, in a way, um, I think, you know, the old process of going in and having to see your competition and having to do it in front of people in one take, you know, I think like that's mind just, games. <laughs> oh, it, it's all a mind game. And um, I, I've seen it done. So I, I know how it is. I, I just, um, what I recommend is you get a good reader with you. Um, somebody that, you know, can help bring you up performance wise. I think that's really helpful. Um, and also just preparation, just, you know, prepare for it and do the best you can. And sometimes you don't know what they're looking for. So you just kind of have to throw that dart and just hope that it hits. Uh, we had a uh, former casting director, Sam Stiglitz on the show recently. And uh, she said, sometimes casting doesn't know what they're looking for. <laughs> they, they, oh, yeah, they no, sort of your yeah, ideas. Never... Yeah. Sometimes it's like yeah, a totally. by the book, two line, law and order, co-star. Other times it's a show that they have no idea what the tone is. Uh, they don't know what it's going to look like because they haven't shot it yet. You know, it's, it's all of that. It's a guessing and, for and everyone, seen, not just the actors. Oh, and I've seen landed auditions where people did something completely 180 from what they were supposed to be doing. So I, I've also seen that be done and that be successful. So um, I also recommend switching it up a little bit. 
Mm-hmm. Um, how, do you, how do you stand out? You got to be a little bit different. So, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, it's it's really interesting what they're looking for. I, I never know. And, uh, and so this is sort of like a once you're booked type of question. Uh, how do you balance yeah. staying true to the script with adding your own interpretation and creativity to a role? Man, that's that's a per basis kind of thing. Um, I, I think it all depends on the director. It all depends on um, the other actors that you're working with. Um, you know, I, I think there's been sets I've been on where they give you complete leeway and you can do whatever you want. And, um, you know, they'll act off of you and they'll do this and that. And I've been on other sets where it's by the script. And if you go one word off, we're yelling cut and we're going to redo that. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I think it just, it all depends on on who you're with and what you're doing. But, um, you know, I, I hate to say this, you, usually the bigger roles get to kind of dictate what's going on with that a little bit sometimes. So um, it just depends on the project. And this part of the show is called The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. It's where we sort of talk about our favorite and least favorite parts of the industry, uh, what needs to change and what should disappear altogether. We always start with the good. So uh, what is your favorite part about being an actor and being in the entertainment oh, industry? Um, seeing yourself on screen. I think that's one of my favorite parts. Um, you know, once the work is done and everything's done, you get to see, you know, yourself be something bigger than life. So for me, seeing myself on screen is one of the cooler parts of of what we do. And in terms of uh, like least favorite, what is something that you think should undergo some changes? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, early call times. Um, no, I, I, yeah, I, you know, there's, there's so much you can always complain about and stuff like that. I think we sit around and wait quite a bit. Um, and I think that that part of it, I think we could get a little bit more efficient with, but, um, you know, I, I don't have too many complaints over the industry. It's, it's, you know, you know what you're getting yourself into. So, um i guess i guess we're going to the ugly now this, this yes is the next so part of the ugly that's the worst part so what is something that is so unnecessary that you think we should just completely do without like why are we still doing this this way why are we still doing this oh man <laughs> um oh that's a tough one that's a really tough one i think award shows could go um <laughs> i'm a little biased because i'm part of the critics choice association oh, i know <laughs> totally totally i know but i i think that um it, it's there's just so much art out there right now and i think it's so mm-hmm. oversaturated in terms of you know what we're giving the audience so it's so tough to to pinpoint what's good art and what's bad art so i, I like that we showcase certain things but I, I think there's a lot of politics that are involved with that so yeah. um you know, I, I think if there's a way for independent films to get a little bit more love, um, you know, in terms of, you know, that marketing standpoint, I think that would be a little bit better than what's going on. Um, but, you know, that's that's probably the ugly at the at the, you know, the politics of the business. Yeah, I think that um, I, I agree for sure. I think that, you know, there's lots of because, you know, like sort of during our nomination processes and all of that, it's like we have to take this master list of 35 potential nominees 
and pick six. And it's like, oh, it's horrible. Like, that? it's so hard. And I always pick the people who don't need my vote. I'm like, they're going to vote for the Jason Sudeikis and Ted Lasso. Everyone's going to vote for them. He doesn't need my vote. So let me yeah. vote for an underdog. And sometimes one of those underdogs, like, makes it in. I'm like, okay, we did it. Like, it, it's so hard. No, especially. This, but I, I like your approach with that, though. That's That, that to me, is trying to spread the wealth. It's trying yeah. to get other people to be seen. So I, I, I love what you're doing there. Yeah. And like, you know, as a Latino, as a queer man, I'm like trying to really lift up those performances that like people might forget about because they don't have like these huge FYC campaigns and, and, and all of that, you know, it's, you know, I did a movie called Mutt. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, It's uh, you should really check it out. It's uh, it's about a a transgender uh, male who uh, goes through like, trials and tribulations of that in new york Mm -hmm. um and it made sundance actually it it did really well Um, yeah so yeah it's called mutt Mutt. is it Um, out yet or is it coming up yeah it's out it's out right now yeah yeah so you can find it on apple tv and stuff like that now but um yeah no it's it's a really it's interesting how you know we're trying to tell stories that haven't been told before i think Mm -hmm. is the cool part about what i'm doing here so um you know, I, I think we need more representation from other groups that haven't had that chance to mm-hmm. to get out there. Um, yeah. You know, even if that faults, you know, some stories I get to tell. So, um, yeah, no, I, I totally get where you're coming from when you're trying to vote for the underdog. Yeah, that's that's so awesome that you're that that's like a part of, you know, is that with your production company that you made the film or were you in it separately? Yeah, so so I I actually produced it. Um, yeah, I wasn't in it. Um, I I just didn't see a role that seemed fit for for me in it, and um, it just seemed like the story was told so well the way it was that I, I just wanted to produce it. Um, but it uh yeah, it did really well. It's it's still you know making rounds around the film festivals and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it did uh Sundance and it did uh. Tribeca. Um, That's awesome. So that was cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And, you know, when thinking of like the many sort of myths and misconceptions out there about whether it's acting or the industry itself, uh, what comes to mind is something that you went into the industry thinking like, oh, this is what it's like because everyone says this. But then once you're in it, you're like, oh, it's not like that at all. Oh, I think that it's super glitzy and glamoury. And, you know, I I have family on the Midwest and they don't um, they have this idea, this fixture of Hollywood that it's all, you know, celebrities just walking around and, you know, um, (laughs) like this uh, this utopia of uh, celebrity. And it uh it isn't like that at all. And I've worked with a lot of really cool and, and talented people, but I've also worked with a lot of, you know, a-holes and, and a lot of people that um, I wouldn't want to surround myself around with. So um, I think that's kind of the misconception is that we're just all walking around with the Kardashians and doing this kind of thing. Um, the truth is we're working 12 to 14 hour days and, um, most of the time it's six days a week and um it's a grind for about three four weeks so um yeah i I think that's the biggest misconception i remember uh 
I think it was over the summer, I mentioned to a cousin of mine that, you know, like, oh, like, the actors are on strike right now. And then he was like, what? What are they on strike for? They're making millions. And I'm like, they're not the ones on strike, dude. They're, it's those of us who are, you know, doing <laughs> things on streaming and getting zero residuals, even if it's, it's like the number one show on the planet. Of yeah, right, exactly. the rest of us. <laughs> not yeah, the literal totally. 1% that, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. is no, making those so seven-digit contracts. That's That's not us. That's... We get a thousand bucks for a day of work. <laughs> That's I a good wish. I wish. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, no, I, I'm getting sag rates. So, you know, that's uh, right. it's funny. That's that's really funny. And Dylan, now it's time for life's big questions. So we just throw some rapid fire questions at you uh, to close up. So if you could have any superpower, what would you choose? Oh, man, the uh, the ability to read minds. Hmm. Uh, yeah. How do you get your news? How do I get my news? Uh, you know, I get my news through like, unfortunately, through Instagram and Twitter. Um, that's kind of those are my two news uh, outlets at the moment. Uh, self tape or in person audition? I'm more of a self tape kind of guy. I, I like a few takes. Uh, what movie never fails to make you cry? Hardball. I don't know if I yeah, know that, that one. Yeah, so it's uh, it's it's a movie about an inner city kid that um, like he he passes away during the movie and stuff like that. It's very sad, actually, if you look hmm. it up. Uh, it's an older Hardball. film. It's it's like the two thousands, early two thousand. Gotcha. Uh, what is the most spontaneous thing you've ever done? Uh, probably skydived after having like two mimosas at uh, brunch. <laughs> um that that's all it took um that's it took. yeah that's all it took so that's probably one of the spons most spontaneous things i've done yeah uh horror movie or rom-com that's tough uh probably probably the rom-coms to watch but to be in the horror films i think it's mm. kind of more fun uh what is your favorite live performance you've seen stuff um i saw jay-z and justin timberlake front row um one time um so that was that was probably my favorite performance i've ever seen live uh would you rather do a hundred episodes of a sitcom or 13 episodes of a drama You know, I know a few people in the sitcom world that tell me the horror stories about doing a hundred episodes. Um, really? <laughs> yeah, well, just you know, it gets to be so monotonous about how your mm -hmm. character and stuff like that. Um, you know, I'll I'll take the success. I'll do the hundred episodes of a sitcom. That's not yeah. so bad. It's when you have to think like, you know, sort of like art and like challenges, like in sort in terms of like you know playing a, a challenging complex character versus like residuals like <laughs> you know but oh uh, yeah yeah and and if people really enjoy something so much for a hundred episodes there's obviously something good to it so right. um yeah yeah I, I'm, i've done so much drama that I, I think i could do a sitcom it wouldn't bother me i love seeing you know um actors who were on sitcoms for like years and years and then they're like okay that's it i'm not doing the, these anymore and then they go do like these incredible like dramatic roles and you know, like what comes to mind oh, yeah. right now is Sofia Vergara and, and 
in Griselda on Netflix. Oh, Griselda, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or like, you know, Steve Carell doing all these like dramatic films and, and all that after, you know, being Michael Scott for such a long time. It's, it's a tough transition, but if you can make the transition, yeah. it's really incredible. Um, yeah. There's so many talented people out there. I think that's the biggest thing about the industry is just how you see those people that can do the situational comedies and then all of a sudden just switch it up and be a completely different person. You believe it. Um, yeah. That's that's really talented. Yeah. Uh, if you could sit down for dinner with any actor, dead or alive, who would it be? Um. Probably Robert De Niro. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm a big De Niro guy. I, I just think that he's great. I, I would love to sit down with Quentin Tarantino. Um, yeah. Just as a filmmaker, I think that that would be very interesting. He just seems so, you know, out there with his thoughts. I would love to, like, sit down and, and get to know him a little bit. Hmm. Um, but those are probably my top two. <laughs> yeah, just pick his brain. Yeah, just, just to see what he's thinking. You know, just even his day-to-day, -day, I just wonder what he's doing. Right. And uh, if you could work again with any past co-star on a larger scale, who would you choose? Oh, man. Um, I really enjoyed working with Josh Duhamel. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, he was he was so, so complimentary in terms of just how he acted. And um, he he never you work with somebody who's six four and he's just such a huge guy and you think that he's going to just trump you on screen but he makes you look good and i think that um he was really cool and, and he, him and my dad had a moment which was really cool so oh, really? <laughs> uh, yeah it was uh it was really fun but he was one of the best people i've ever worked with and lastly in 10 words or less what advice would you give to a young actor just keep going that's probably the, the most one of the answers we get the most, but it's it's tried and true. You know, no one ever succeeded by quitting. So, no, no, definitely not. And and I think especially with what we do, you know, it's just one of those things where if you don't keep going, you're never going to make it. So I I just think you just got to go. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Dylan, thank you so much for taking the time to chat oh. with us today for joining us on the show. Hey, thank you for the time. I really appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to Actors with Issues on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and visit our YouTube channel for full video interviews. Actors with Issues is executive produced and hosted by Juaniala. See you next time.